0: Welcome to the Cincy Postcast. I am your host, Kevin Wallace, and my goodness, do we have an episode for you. We are talking about that blood feud victory for FC Cincinnati over the New York Red Bulls. A victory that, not going to lie, took a lot out of us emotionally, teammates-wise, but You know, we we carry on, we fight forward, relive this game with us. This was a heck of a victory. I think you're going to enjoy this one. This is your postcast. Joining me to talk about all of that and more, certainly, there will be more here, I'm joined by three gentlemen ready to dive into the DC and Marvel Cinematic Universes, I'm joined by The Chief, I'm joined by Grayson, and we are rejoined by Jonah, Jonah, welcome, welcome back to the pod.
1: It's D.C. Day on the pod. I'm ready to get into <laughs> Justice League and all the ramifications of the stuff that happens.
0: If a Justice League existed in real life, politically, how, like, how, what percentage of the country would be opposed to them? Would they be politicized 50-50? Or would it be sort of a, a weird wacko position to be anti-Justice League? Or would it become the majority opinion?
2: So we like to make we like to make movies pretending like that there's like a divide in the country with these uh, heroes that mirrors our political divide. Right. Um, it would be mirror our politics, but um, it would be more like the, the, um, public opinion toward like American empire, mm. which is entirely in favor. Um, just some, sometimes one side looks back 20 years ago and says, man, we messed that up. We learned some <laughs> lessons and then they just you know keep moving forward. You know, you don't think that there would be like,
3: so like the same people that are behind like the Innocence Project and criminal justice reform. I feel like they'd have a real problem with the Batman in particular.
2: Yeah. Oh and yeah, that's the most uh, the most uh, influential people in American politics, right there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Follow the money.
2: <laughs> it's
3: like these people haven't been convicted of anything, and they're just beaten up and hogtied and
4: left hanging
2: somewhere. <laughs> the uh, the boys is actually doing a really good job with this right now, where there's like an AOC that the um yeah. TV, the news people um call like a socialist, and she's anti superhero and all that, but it turns out she's actually just like a plant she's a controlled <laughs> opposition um you know which i'm not saying that that's uh, what the justice democrats are but i'm not not saying it either
0: it's a solid parallel <laughs> jonah you pro or anti Superman?
1: <laughs> uh anti too much power there we go not real that's what <laughs> you know everything you need to know about jerry seinfeld cuz that's his favorite superhero <laughs> i don't even know being
0: anti superman also <laughs> lets you be anti uh, illegal alien so that's good
1: <laughs> That's always been my stance. That's what I'm back there. I've got some views to espouse.
0: <laughs> uh all right. I feel like, I feel like I've i tried playoff to drag win. that out yeah. as much as possible there. It's it's there's too much there's too much meat on this bone to to carry on much further. We have a playoff victory, a playoff advancement, a series win first playoff series win uh for FC Cincinnati's uh, entire club history. I feel Print confident shirt. saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh FC Cincinnati uh advances on penalties after a 1 to 1 finish in Harrison, New Jersey, a wild game that yeah, it felt incredible. The scenes at Molly Malone's, I know Chief and I can attest to, were pretty incredible. I will say though, this morning, there's a part of me, it feels like, you know, we we won the battle, but at what cost? There's a lot, there's a lot that was left on that field. Uh, Chief, big, big takeaway from this, this victory.
3: The big takeaway is that FC Cincinnati is three wins away from hoisting MLS cup. And that's really at the end of the day, all that matters. Like I know we're going to get in and we're going to nitpick a lot of this. And we're going to talk about as Pat Brennan, great friend of the show has said the Pyrrhic victory of (laughs) FC Cincinnati last night. But at the end of the day, you win survive in advance. They are one step further in the playoffs. All things considered, you'd rather be them than anyone else. You, you, Don't have to play a third elimination game. And the existential dread at halftime yesterday of the Uh thought uh of having uh to play the Red Bulls back at TQL Stadium in an elimination game where you knew it was just going to be 90 minutes of horrendous soccer of them doing anything and everything to grind out a result. I didn't want to go through that. And we don't have to now because they won this game. So no price is too heavy to advance in the playoffs. That's my top line (laughs) takeaway from this game.
2: I'll I'll do respect to Pat Brennan, but wouldn't a Pyrrhic victory, unless you like assume that Philly and and Red Bulls are somehow aligned with each other, wouldn't a Pyrrhic victory being winning game one and then while suffering tremendous losses and then losing the next two to the Red Bulls.
4: Mm.
0: I mean, I, I I guess it remains to be seen how much was actually lost. Both Baji and Wobodo leave this game injured. Now, nothing about their particular injuries looked devastating, but. But we beat Red Bulls. So that's a victory. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> I confused it with phallic, so I read the tweet much different the first time.
0: <laughs> you know, what? it really was more of a phallic victory than anything.
1: <laughs> and I was like, I, Yeah. That makes sense, too.
0: (laughs) Jonah, what what, what were the scenes like?
3: Based on on the lip reading Mm -hmm. that I saw after the game, it wouldn't surprise (laughs) me if someone was encouraging the New York Red Bulls fans to (laughs) engage in some activities with their phallus.
2: Maybe Maybe that's what was thrown down on the field. the the long
0: object. (laughs) The famous
1: pink one from years past. I don't remember when that was. Mm.
0: Mm -hmm. Was there a pink dildo thrown onto the field? We Uh, have to
1: know. We all know there was. I I was trying to think during penalties. I mean, it was over. We lost. The game was, I feel like it was the most lost. lost, lost. It was the most lost game I had ever watched. (laughs) So the fact that we're here to talk about next round and the next um winning the series is incredible so no it sucks everything that happened but um yeah i've never been more confident i was sitting in a beanbag chair at the back like i left the couch i was all, i was for parts of it i'm out of the room i'm looking through the doorway because that makes it easier <laughs> on me in the dark room watching through my fingers and it was over it was lost and then tolkien's stepping up i'm like oh, no, it's gonna be this guy and then he hits the post and they still could have won it. I don't know. It's just incredible. It's just incredible. I can't think of a more lost game. So, I'm yeah. I'm not going to get down on the obvious bad parts that came out of that as well.
0: Yeah, that uh, was like. Uh, there's so much to get into with this one, and I, I feel like the the only way to do this is to go through like moment by moment. We'll try to do this slightly chronologically here, but yeah, like this game just took so much out emotionally and mentally that just surviving the penalties, like just like being alive afterwards was a victory. And I, yeah, I'm just so thankful that we do not have to do this again this season with this team, this New York Red Bull team, that it's just so physically painful to watch it sucks they suck i hate them so much
3: (laughs) i mean the other top line takeaway from this game is if you didn't already think it was a rivalry if our discussion about the only thing missing is a name didn't convince you these teams do not like one another the players specifically on these two teams do not like one another these two fan bases do not like the opposing teams uh it's a rivalry. I'm sorry. Somebody somebody suggested a new name for it. The Skyline Rivalry, given the iconic New York Skyline and the similarly iconic Cincinnati Skyline uh, food product. Either way, <laughs> don't, don't hate um, it. it's a rivalry. And the formatting of a series like this lends itself to kicking a rivalry off because, of course, you're going to start hating a team that you have to see multiple weeks in a row. You're mm-hmm. going to be we saw in this game two games in a row versus a single opponent had the two teams ready to tear each other's throats out. You had that with like Lucho Acosta's quote earlier in the week about how he doesn't like the way they play, how they play anti-soccer um, shit being thrown on the field. This is a full on full out <laughs> rivalry and I'm here for it. I love it.
0: Yeah. Like, this is, I, I mean, a lot of the Nashville stuff is tongue-in-cheek and, and, like, silly, but, like, truly, truly, the passion on display in this matchup is ten times what is seen versus Nashville. Like, this is, this is what a rivalry feels like. And it's really getting to the point where, like, the Columbus games are usually good, and I, I properly dread New York Red Bull games. So I just keep an eye on this one. Uh it's 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 coming up it's coming up quick uh, up the uh the list of teams I do not ever, ever, ever want to play. Um let's get into the lineup for FCC real fast. No, Huge surprises here, but I'll, I'll run through it very quickly. Roman Celentano in goal, of course. Ian Murphy, Matt Miazga, Yersin Mosquera across your back line. Alvaro Barrial and Santi Arias out wide on the right. Junior Moreno, Waboto, and Acosta in midfield with Dom Baggi alongside Brandon Vasquez. I go to you, Jonah. Baji over Bupenza, agree or disagree before the game? I want I want your opinion. What you were thinking before the game?
1: Um, I wasn't mad about it. I was a little worried about his psyche. I don't know. I don't. You know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's like a precious little baby or anything. But you don't want to upset the guy who you will be counting on um, from this game on. I didn't. I love Baji's. A um, little shithousery, his physicalness, all of that. Mm-hmm. Is it a little overrated to me? First, bupenza who can you know has the left foot of a god and the right foot of a small child, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, uh, wasn't mad at it, but if you if you're like Jonah, you pick. Everybody's healthy. I'm putting bupenza in there. He's he's the money man, and even though we may disagree with, it doesn't always look like his stats. Like this is a guy who's scoring nice. at a pretty impressive rate. So let's <laughs> go with that and um, whatever. Yeah, it all worked out in the end, though, didn't it? Yeah. Except I like for
3: Baji. The, Sorry. <laughs> I like the I like the call of having Baji in the game. like I think we talked about it last week, but his physicality and his just intimidating presence is kind of what this game needed a little Mm -hmm. bit. And it sucks that he wasn't able to see more of the game out, but he was in a great run of form. I hope he's okay because they're going to need that whoever they play in the next round. But I didn't think that was surprising in the slightest to see him up there. And... I mean, I guess it works out in the end because of how the goal scoring happens in this game.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, it was funny. We we had this same debate uh, leading up to this. Do you start Bocci? Do you start Bupenza? Do you ride the hot hand? Is Bupenza's punishment over? Um, and yeah, I think even before the injury the the play on the field would suggest that this is Pupenza's job going forward and that debate I I believe is done now. Um it is funny though, Johnny, you bring up the stats that like, yeah, Bupenza doesn't give you the warm, fuzzy feelings, but yeah, you look at like his goals per minute, his goals in each game, like he's doing great. And I I somebody pointed that out to me after the uh the last episode of the postcast as well, which is like, hey, you were kind of like poo-pooing Vasquez, but he scored like four goals in the last five or six games, and like he's he's ahead of where he was last year in all competitions. I was like, hey, ah, you know what? Maybe I'm just reading strikers completely wrong. Maybe maybe they're completely fine. I don't know. Or or maybe I'm spoiled watching other MLS team strikers and and expecting more, but um, I don't know, Grayson, is it crazy to think that, like, I don't know, we don't have the most confidence going into this group, yet all of the stats would suggest we should?
4: I, I
2: think it's fine to be okay with Baji starting this game. Yeah. Even that um, uh, it was Red Bull. He had started the previous game. Um, he had shown to be effective at, you know, combating some of their Tactics, um, maybe a little too effective. Um, one could argue, but well, combat being the right word, I think,
3: given some of the photos <laughs> yeah. that emerged.
2: And but um but I don't think that needs to reflect on like how you think about Bupenza going forward. Yeah. Uh, something in the back of my mind also was thinking back to the Miami game and going to penalties and having a number of our shooters, um, yeah, off the field going into penalties. Um, and I don't think it's a, I'm not saying that that was part of the calculation, but I don't think it's a silly calculation to think, you know, all things being equal. Do I, do I want Aaron Bupenza coming into this game and then taking a penalty or do I want him off the field and it's Dominic Baji? you're on the road, you don't. You know, you you don't need the game.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you know that that they're going to be playing how they play. Uh, I think it can make sense tactically without thinking it's still some part of Bupenza's uh, punishment, or it gives us any pause or worry going forward.
4: Yeah,
3: that's interesting too. Um, we'll have an ample amount of time to talk about this, given how long the layoff is going to be between now and the next round. But you do wonder if all three strikers are healthy, you do wonder what the rotation is based on form. Because before this game, the debate was between Bupenza and Baji as to who should get the nod. I don't know that the conversation shouldn't be around Brandon Vasquez going forward and whether or not it should be. Baji and Bupenza, maybe, that's playing. Um, And I know I've been the one that's been defending Vasquez for a lot of the last couple of weeks about him doing the things off the ball and away from goal that are helping this team. But watching this game last night, Vasquez, I don't think he had a very good game. I think that he was invisible for long stretches. And when he did have his opportunities to do something, he muffed the vast majority of the chances that he had. And I think we looked at one another, Kevin, we were watching the game uh, midway through the first half or at the end of the first half. And I said, I don't know that the move isn't to bring you, Yakubo in, in place of Brandon Vasquez and, and try to get a come little around a little more dynamic, a <laughs> little more dynamic play going forward. But you know, this lineup, y- you look at it, it's, as close to a first choice lineup as this team is is going to have um, is capable of having, but man, did they look slow in that first half? It just looked real, real plodding. And I know part of that is just the, the, the sheer, that's just the way New York wants the game to be. They want the game to be physical. They want the game to be slow. They want chaos and the ball bouncing around, but I don't know. It's it, it they the first half specifically, the strikers were invisible and you just can't have that in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was as expected, a very choppy, very stomp start game. At one point, uh New York Red Bulls was averaging, according to a tweet I saw, a foul every three minutes, which was Pretty impressive through the first half, and they got a uh, a total of uh what one yellow card in the first half. So well well done, New York Red Bulls. But everything leading up to this in terms of Baji Bupenza, Baji Bupenza, well, unfortunately, it was settled for us in the 34th minute. Dom Baji did have to sub out for Aaron Bupenza. It looked like a non-contact injury, uh Going up for a header, I want to say, uh, sort of forcing that change onto the game. No coach has something like that scripted or ready, and so yeah, whatever you were thinking about that decision, it went the other way. About a half an hour into this match, um, for the first few minutes, like the the first starting opening period of this game. Yeah, I agree with Chief. It was very slow, Um, but New York Red Bull didn't look good either. I know, Jonah, you were all over this one where, especially through the first half, they just—New York Red Bulls were, like, not an impressive team. They weren't doing anything, it didn't look like. No,
1: they're definitely the more hyped-up team, as you would hope if you're a Red Bulls fan and you're— Life is on the line and there's, you know, they're running around, they're committing fouls, they're winning balls. And we were kind of sleepwalking a little bit through the beginning. Lucho was like not on the ball at all. Mm -hmm. And. um, I don't know. And I was wondering, is. Is it weird that Frankie Amaya is like a guaranteed start every game for Red Bulls. Like he's, he's like, is he, is he that good? Or are the Red Bulls like actually just like that mid that like oh, Frankie Amaya makes sense. But yeah, he had early first 30 minutes. He had like three fouls quickly in a row. I'm like, oh, good. We're going to get Frankie booked. He's mouthing <laughs> off about everything. He's so,
3: he's such a pissy, looks like he's 15 year old and yeah, has petulant. Anyone, has anyone watched him play in games that he's not playing us? Does he look just like a sour individual all the time, or is it only when he's playing Cincinnati? He just, it's a joy. Frankie Amaya is a joyless watch. I don't think I've ever seen the man smile in any of these games. Even when he scored his goal against us, I didn't see him smile at all. He always looks pissed off on the field. I I worry about Frankie. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, do you think, do you think he thinks he made a
1: mistake? I mean, I would say probably not, but it's easy to say that now. But like, I mean, it was probably the right decision at the time to be like, all right, get me out of here. But uh, I mean, I think he would have had a role on this team. Like the thing he does had a place like I, you know, would it mean that we'd have Obi? I would hope that was still he's not good enough to take his spot, but we might have thought we had. Something else, but he's got to feel a little bit something. Something he's like, I'm at a huge market, but nobody gives a fuck about (laughs) the (laughs) New York Rebels in New York or anywhere else. So I don't know, but yeah. Who would he? Yeah. Who would he play in place of on this team? Junior Moreno?
0: It'd be Moreno's spot. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm about done with Junior Moreno. Then he'll make like a great assist. But like the first game, he literally. They. I'm glad they had this stat. So like he is the best apparently, best passer on the team. They're like. In the last game though, he's 20 percent less yeah. uh, passing accuracy. I'm like, yeah, he gave the ball away at least six times directly <laughs> to Red Bulls, who I know like press, but these were not like under duress passes, and yeah. he had a few early ones, and I was. I I'm not like what well, am I going to put in fucking uh, Angelo now or but like when Kubo comes in I'm like all right I feel a little better now he's been upsetting me but um I don't know what are we talking about in the first half Yeah, yeah. no no <laughs> it's no sluggish so there wasn't a lot to hold on is, to is, and is, then we could have easily
3: been ahead though Is the issue with Junior Moreno that he dyed his hair because I think last game was the first one with the blonde look I think it was i I like his blonde better
1: than bariales if i'm being honest that's my take
3: i think what the team should do is i think every match going forward a new person should dye their hair blonde (laughs) until they so the next time we play like just randomly um we'll say yerson yerson dyes his hair blonde and then the match after that maybe roman does it let's get fucking wild (laughs) here who's the worst blonde on the team if they dye their hair blonde Absolutely, Matt Miazga.
2: (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Angulo, but you're right. Miazga. (laughs) Angulo would
0: just be a lot of blunt. (laughs) If Miazga does it,
3: he absolutely needs to take the field wearing a puka shell necklace, too. And just complete the Abercrombie and Fitch douchebag look from the late 90s, early 2000s. That's a hold.
0: The (laughs) most hateable, yeah, behind the scenes, the Bengals game is going on (laughs) while we're recording this. Classic KLR. You might hear some commentary. You could could see
3: everybody's face on the Zoom looking off to the side where a TV TV is. (laughs) uh, The
0: the Amaya question, I think, is super interesting, and somebody brought it up. I think it was in the Pride Discord, and I, I do like the thought experiment of, like, If for whatever reason, I have no idea anybody's contract situations, but if Frankie was made available for a team-friendly deal to FC Cincinnati, do you want him back? Would you take him back if he plays against these other teams like he, he does seem to play against FCC? Are you open to an FCC redemption store? I guess is the question to whoever wants to answer that. I'm no. not posing that at no. anybody. Okay. No, I'll take it. I'll take him back. No, hey.
1: I don't want him, but we'd all, we'd instantly love him.
0: I don't <laughs> yeah. care. We,
1: we're all liars. If we say we wouldn't, and I don't care for him at all. But like, you know, we, we still want Matt Miazga on this team. Am I mean to get that he's possibly possibly defender of the year. So that's a little different, but uh he would have yeah, to apologize
3: and thank the fans. That would have to be the first thing <laughs> he would do. We would have to he, he I would I mean, need to take on. a
2: full page ad out in the inquirer,
3: <laughs> apologizing <laughs> and thanking the fans. Not and the then and the only then
2: thing, the first thing he would do was get on with Tommy G or somebody record a little video About you know his departure, and you know I you know still rooted from the for the team from afar. I really thought they'd turn it around. They had those great facilities, and uh, I'm really glad to be back. And you know I'm really glad to finally have the fan support that I'd gotten used to and that I've been missing for a couple of years because we really do have the best fans in the league, and everybody, everybody would be all in. We just, all pre- we just all we just all we would
3: just all collectively pretend we didn't tell him to fuck himself for sports three fans or four are all, straight. We're warriors. all
1: we're all marks, you know. We're yeah. all very easy, <laughs> but I mean the fact I honestly the fact he didn't. I'm still shocked he didn't like celebrate at all when he scored in that last regular season game against us. Right. And like he, this, bro, we have given you yes. all the right in the world to do whatever the fuck you want.
4: He had every
2: right to celebrate that goal. Yes.
0: He should have celebrated that in goal. In fact,
3: the fact that he didn't celebrate that goal makes me not want him even more because I don't think he has the mental toughness required to truly be a star in this league. I mean, I think he might be a little bit of a dumb dumb, but like
1: he just like kind of has like a glazed look. I'm not saying like Frankie's stupid, but like I think this is all like I think he's kind of taken aback by I, like those fuck you Frankie chants. I think like he's probably like Man, what? <laughs>
4: like, I don't know you if guys he knows that. Yeah, like the banking the fans.
1: I don't know if that's something that even registers in his mind, but uh, you know, it's sports, so we're going to and people are like, "I think we're done with, you know, we've got him now. We we don't need to do it anymore." I'm like I'm pretty sure this is going to happen until he retires. <laughs> <laughs> you can either retire or come back. We're going to be booing him. And it's just kind of fun. And I don't know if you guys have experienced this, maybe probably less so in the barley, but where I'm sitting, you get the people, you hear them around. I'm like, why are we booing this guy? Like people who are like, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> you get the people who don't realize they're like, oh, he was like our first draft pick or something. It's like, come on.
3: Like you should know, but not everybody does, which makes it I really, I really do hope he has like a 12, 15 year career. In MLS, just from the idea that there could be people not yet born who will show up to matches and boo Frankie Amaya, having no idea why they're doing it.
0: Oh, man, that gives me so much joy. <laughs> just the idea of that.
1: <laughs> He'd probably enjoy it at that point. Like, uh, we've really what a journey <laughs> we're still gonna booth be... I mean his is... eighth
4: team
1: <laughs> Mika's like relentlessly taunting Red Bulls fans at the end and I don't even didn't even
3: what they like sold him because he wanted to leave like there shouldn't even be
4: <laughs> at a at a certain certain point,
3: point there at a certain <laughs> point though I really do think he needs to embrace it kind of like um like Kurt Angle back in the day when the crowd would chant you suck as he walked in. And then all of a sudden, it just became a thing you did when he walked in. Everyone chanted, you suck to the man. And he'd clap it up. Even when he was working as a good guy, people still told him he sucked.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, primus sucks is I, the the one that always comes to mind with that <laughs> one. Just fully embrace it there. Um, so, yeah, the first 34 minutes, hey, how about that? <laughs>
3: um, oh, we do have to point out within the first uh, I please. think, five minutes of this game, uh, noted scumbag and dipshit John Tolkien within the first three minutes tried to draw a penalty that ended up being a pretty big moment early because getting a PK that early. Like, I hate when mm. players immediately go for the dive within the first like 90 to 120 seconds of the game. It's like, bro, chill out. Yeah, you're not going to get that call right off the bat, and it just it, he continues to be a comical level of shithead, and just put a pin in that conversation because yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, it ends up having a wonderful ending as it turns <laughs> out in this game. Beautiful back. tears.
0: Uh, so yeah, so amazingly, Frankie did escape this game without a yellow card. So figure that one out. um Red Bull was fouling, classic Red Bull, nonstop, all over the place. Arius has what looks to me in the course of this game a fairly average-looking foul, uh, even on the lighter side of things. Instant yellow card. So loved that. I just I loved the uh, uh, the even-handedness in which that this was uh, this was refereed. And then, of course, we get to right before halftime a broken defensive play i I think this is off of a uh, ian murphy giveaway ultimately starts this off um new york red bull press works yeah this is ian murphy failed clearance in the box stolen off of him passed back into the middle of the box chaos ensues it bounces over Celentano's legs and arms as it sadly dribbles into the back of the goal Tom Barlow scores and it's just that awful awful right before halftime goal where like the coaches have to reassess all the things that they were going to say or you know any comments that they were going to say to the team because now the game state has changed dramatically in those final moments and yeah, I don't know. It just sucked. Given everything that we just said about the first half, they weren't very impressive. New York Red Bull, not that FCC was beaten down the door by any stretch. Um, but yeah, that it, it just sucks to have that have they come down to it that way. Yeah. I don't know if there's any comments on that. Yeah, it's
3: just it's why you want why everyone screams for you know take more shots, especially mm-hmm. when you're trailing. Because this was just it was a chaos goal. It was ripped from the top of the box or the top of the 18 deflection finds its way right to Barlow, Barlow, right place, right time in front of goal with no one around him, finishes it off. Like you said, comically sort of dribbles into the goal past Roman. And yeah, that's, this is, this is exactly how New York draws the game plan up. They want, they want the game sloppy. They want the game physical and they want the chaos goal. They're not going to play beautiful soccer to get a goal that's not gonna happen and right. yeah I, I it was the whole thing we kept saying about these this game going into it was you can't let them score first because when they score first they absolutely know how to do every little damn thing that annoys you to kill a game off and we were staring down that at halftime and i'm sure noonan not exactly thrilled with uh because there's not a lot once you put pepenza in the game you sort of run out of bullets to shoot, um, as it were. At that point, yeah. what do you have left to change the game on the bench? Santos has been mostly ineffective this year. Kubo has been middlingly uh, effective or inconsistently effective. So, yeah, it was it sucks to give that goal up in that spot. You don't want to ever put them in a position to be up 1-0. Yeah.
0: Um, forgot to mention but will at this point. Uh, Baji ripped an incredible shot at around the exact 30-minute uh, mark, uh, which was great. This is a good save on that one. And then, of course, uh, right before all of this, Brandon Vasquez had a point-blank header that was somehow saved. Um, going back in and zooming in on the replay, it does seem to bounce off of his shoulder before it makes its way goalward. Don't wonder if... If it's just coming straight off of his head, if it goes down faster, if it's not a goal. But um, yeah, disappointing first half and the fear, the dread starts setting in that at, at halfway, you're down one nothing, You know how this New York Red Bull team likes to play. It feels inevitable that this is going to go to three and it it doesn't feel good. Um we get to the 54th minute, and I definitely want to talk about this one. Reyes gets a yellow card for an insane, I guess we have to call it a tackle. Hip check, body check, full full body tackle into Santi Arias as Arias is passing. To a on-running Vasquez, leading to a two-on-two breakaway in the uh, in the tackle, Arias, a full flip in the air. No exaggeration. This is pure momentum, sending this man's entire body tumbling through the air. Uh, in that Reyes brilliantly i will say very fucking frustrating grabs his head to faint a head injury and what looked like a promising promising attack is suddenly stopped dead in its tracks and i the concussion police come out to come check on a man whose head was not hit aria's is somehow up off the ground faster and is furious that Reyes is even contemplating feigning an injury on this one and gets away with just a yellow card. Uh, Whoever wants to take it. One of the most egregious sequences I can remember in like a refereeing display, like this is pretty fucking bad. To my vantage point, I don't know. Maybe everything was done according to how it should have been, but it looked absolutely insane. Grayson, I don't know. You're usually my go-to for for referee decisions. Is this as bad as it looked? I mean, I think I think it's as bad as it looked, but I think that
2: um, you know the the Tom Barlow tackle in the first half mm. should have been looked at, where he went studs he had, up, he had a, studs up. He had he had. Perfect line of sight. There was Mm -hmm. nothing like it was as it looked as intentional as it gets. Um, and um, it's just another example of how, uh, you know, the Bengals intercept the ball.
1: Uh, (laughs) Grace 10 seconds ahead of me. Spoiler alert. Uh,
2: or um, but it's another example how, like, you talked about Amaya having like the three thousand succession, session, not getting a yellow. I saw an interception so, just here. That's pretty cool. You had Arias uh, uh, getting a yellow quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, Barlow's still in the game. Reyes not getting more. The ref stopping uh, the really, really promising attack. Oh. And like you cannot, I mean, you had what, Lucho and, and Bupenza two on two? Yeah. Very similar um, to when
3: they score the goal later in this game. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, it's just insane. And, you know, if Barlow gets a red,
4: he obviously doesn't score before the half. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, it- because of some stuff later in the game, I, I know people were talking about
2: our decisions being made to try to help push these series to three games. Um, that's not a silly thing to think because the league has been very open and said the reason these are three game series is because Apple wanted more inventory (laughs) and uh, having these series go three games each, hit lets you hit a particular number that Apple was interested in hitting. Um, (laughs) But also it's just, there just seems to be Red Bull rules. Yep. You know, and if I was a professional soccer league, I would not, want to encourage a team to play like this. And, like, I know FC Cincinnati can play a little tough, but they also play with the ball. Yeah. And they do
0: cool things with the ball. And FCC gets punished when they even approach whatever we might consider a line. Could you imagine if Miazga took out Tolkien and flipped him up and over the air and then faked a concussion to prevent a, a counterattack, uh, he'd you be in would prison. Yeah, Taylor Twellman, yeah, yeah, would be Directly would be jail. demanding his his expulsion from the league. <laughs> this is the, insane so, that the, this is just allowed to happen.
3: And to the bigger point, if you're going to make this big push for concussion safety, and it becomes known that you will stop a game immediately if there is a suspicion of a concussion you would be derelict in your duty as a player not to pretend that you were concussed constantly.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, play going down at the other end. Yeah. Um, I took a head injury. Stop the match. Stop yep. the steal. Stop the count. Um, it's just that sort of action. If it is confirmed or they have any sort of an inkling that you're doing that, that player needs to be suspended. That needs to be red card behavior to fake a concussion. <laughs> Um, and I know that they're going to say, how do you ever prove that it's fake or, oh, you can, you give a red card to one person who actually is concussed and this will be the end and everyone will, will, you know, die of CTE or whatever. No, I'm sorry. It's absurd. And on this ref too, look, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know a lot about head injuries. But what I do know is that unless someone's was going into like DeMar Hamlin style cardiac arrest on the field, they could have let the play play out for 30 seconds longer before sending the medical team on to check the dude's head. All right. right? Like on a two V two break or a promising attack, let them see what happens. And then as soon as the attack stops, you can blow the play dead and go check the dude. But unless he's about to die on the field, 30 seconds isn't going to kill anyone. All right. So I didn't.
4: I'm gonna
2: make a confession here. I didn't actually watch the game.
4: Oh <laughs> so, my god! Bold
3: <laughs> that we've made it this far into the show. you um, <laughs> were doing a good job. But yeah, you let that ride. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it does feel like this is a referee who did not. I mean, I've seen, I've, I've seen clips, and I did watch um, 80th minute onward. But nice. Um, It did seem like a ref who did not have control of the game and was chasing it and was not actually getting under control, but more so by his actions pushing the game more out of control.
0: Yeah, I've never been a referee. I'll admit that (laughs) I'll probably never be a referee. But I feel like it's not if you late, have a bro. game spiraling out of control, you hold the game up for a moment at the next available pause. You pull the two captains together and you say, I'm carding literally everything for the next couple of minutes if you guys keep this up. And then you do that, you just start carding everything. And then you can try to get it back under control that way. I don't know. But, like, you can't do this weird, like, selective enforcement and, well, I have been letting it go for a while this way. So, like, you've got to you've either got to put the reins on it or just accept the backyard brawl that you've allowed in this one. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I have an also, idea, though. Also, oh, th- there, needs to be
3: a, there needs to be a rule change in the sport. Okay. Legitimately, that if you are going to stop play because an opposing player is injured in that situation where the ball is whistled dead, FC Cincinnati, they should just drop the ball there with everybody in the exact same position and it should be a two v two or it should be a a free kick and everybody else has to be behind the free kick when it starts. Other than however many defenders are the idea that you can get an advantage from stopping that. That would stop this shit real quick if they were smarter and better about making sure that the restarts weren't these egalitarian gentlemanly bullshit. It's like, okay, you want to stop the match? We're going to restart it with you in exactly the same position as you would have been before.
0: I like that, Um,
2: but it is insane. And this is how Red Bulls play, right? Yes, was that. They have a player who flips Santiago Arias, you know, end over end in the air from a (laughs) from a totally reckless tackle, not remotely playing the ball, and then he goes down to ground. And the net result of it is we lose a scoring opportunity.
0: Yeah, he did his job. That's like that was uh it, it's so frustrating. So this is this is my idea. And Roman Celentano, I know you're listening, of course. So this is what you gotta do. Next time uh let's say, I don't know, Philadelphia has a break, right? They're coming down. The 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 field is wide enough. They'll be coming down from either the left or the right. That's fine. Whatever side they're coming down, you immediately start sprinting that direction. You're gonna you're gonna close the uh uh, the the short the short side there, and I need you to Three Stooges run into the goalpost and immediately <laughs> grab your head. Holy shit! Roman's momentum took him into the goalpost. He might have a concussion. We have to stop this play immediately. It would be unfair to shoot on a concussed goalkeeper at this moment, and we may have to spend five ten minutes looking at you. And you'll be fine because you will have faked all of this, of course. As we've learned from New York Red Bulls, this is completely acceptable within the, the rules. And then your entire defense is back on defense. You're good. And, and then play it out. Maybe, maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. But from what I'm seeing, every goalkeeper should be pretending to run into a goalpost on every single fast break. So
3: Or have your know. own player attack your own player. Just oh, like
0: Oh, have- I like that.
3: Like Miazga can just run up and just, you know, elbow Santano <laughs> right in the head. So sorry confused. for the team. <laughs> it seemed like the
1: ref was like getting everything like he was like a puppet to some. I'm not meaning like the overlords, but like everything was like, like he wasn't quite sure of every decision. Then it comes back to later, like the debate of, is he pointing for a foul mm-hmm. at the end of um, stoppage time? Or was he saying we had a goal? And then they're like, no, it was never a goal. It's like every decision he made was like kind of weird and kind of like slightly delayed, except the one time you didn't want him to be delayed, which was when you want the advantage to be played. And he's like, I'm on it, guys. Don't worry. I'm here. Um, Which I thought, yeah, the advantage was more egregious than not being a red card in my mind. Um, You got to let that shit go. But, uh, you know, it was one of those nights. It seemed like everything we always feel like everything's against us. So that's yeah, fine. That's true. And then but there was enough <laughs> things tonight where you're like, all right, come on.
3: It's <laughs> kind on, of a resting state
1: as a fan base, is yeah. like on the edge of panic at all times. When yeah. did uh when did Bupenza go for the midfield shot? That really wasn't close, but like the announcer got me excited for a second because he was so hyped on it. He was like, <laughs> Oh Bupenza! I
0: was it like it was, wasn't even
1: close, but I was like, Yeah.
0: Was that like as almost as soon as he got in? Maybe it, it was. It might have even been his first touch or something. <laughs> I,
3: I got really mad when he did that too because I was like, "Look, Lucho makes one of these. That doesn't mean that they all go in. Okay, it's not a great idea for everyone." Now,
1: Lucho I mean, if gets you hit to hit that do perfectly. This. Yeah, yeah it had a
3: chance. I
0: I like it as like a um, I it's like going for the deep ball on the very first play of the game in, in the NFL. It's like it's it's you're. If you make it, great. But what it is is it's a signal to the defense that you will do this. Like, you have this in your back pocket. So it's a way to pin their keeper back in my mind of, like, I will do this. You need to stay back as far as possible because if given the opportunity, I will shoot some wild shit your direction there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's, an un, there's an unrestrained confidence about it that I really love.
0: That's the other thing. I always love it when guys do it for that exact reason. Like I love that that's where your head's at. That's a good spot. <laughs> Mentally, you're you're in the right spot there. <laughs> but but having said
3: that, don't fuck don't fucking do it. It's <laughs>
0: it's a little bit of a waste. Um 69th minute. Nice. 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 Uh not so nice. Yu Kubo comes in for Obina Wobodo there. Um I didn't see anything that looked like he was injured on a given play, which always worries me. Um, thankfully, I, I don't think we play the next game until like Groundhog's Day. So mm-hmm. we've got some time, but you don't want to see OB go down. If there is one player who is more important than the others, OB is on the very short list of people who's more important than the others on this team grayson what's your panic level on a uh ob injury coming out of this one
2: uh i can't i just it, the, the the thought of not having ob for the next round is just too horrifying for me to even like consider so <laughs> i'm just gonna we have three weeks it's a that's a two week from now problem
0: this is also, the uh, the the Ministry of Magic approach to uh, bad things. Yeah, deny it doesn't ha- that it's happening.
2: It's it's not real.
3: <laughs> the other thing too is that in that moment, so you're down one nil, and to a certain extent, goals just don't matter. A, a five nil loss is the same as a one nil <laughs> loss. So, yeah, I I I, tend, I hope that whatever the knock was that Obi picked up, it wasn't a. Oh, my God, we have to get him out immediately. He's very hurt. And I hope it was a combination of, well, um, he picked up a bit of a knock. And also, do we really need Obi in this match? We need to score a goal. It would be great having Obi to play defense, but it would be even better to have someone score a goal and get this game to PK. So why mm-hmm. risk it? Let's bring him out. So I'm hoping and maybe this is, you know, some cope as opposed to hope. I'm I'm hoping that it possibly isn't. A serious thing? We'll find out, I guess. But yes, it's horrifying to think um, that this team could be without Obi, especially given how desperately, desperately thin the backline situation is going to be, (laughs) thanks to some shenanigans we'll discuss momentarily. uh, We also got, before he came out, a
1: classic Obi tackle, which was called a foul outside the box i think i'm in the first half too He had one where it was like okay maybe that was a foul then he had another one right at the corner of the box where he there was never a replay where it looked like it was a foul but nobody else would attempt that tackle so he's like that's going to be a foul every day even if you won the ball buddy sorry so (laughs) it's nice to see that the ref is at least consistent in one thing and that's calling obi for fouls just because it looks like an impossible tackle that he might have actually made
3: it should, be, it should be noted as well that this was, of all the soccer games I've watched recently, this was some of the worst set pieces from the two teams combined that I think I have ever seen. It's up there on the list of worst set pieces. There's no way you
2: came into this podcast wanting to talk about set pieces. Oh, my no, God. <laughs> I did, actually.
3: <laughs> How many times did New York have the ball And like that, we committed fouls where you would look over. I looked over to Kevin at least twice watching this and said in any other league, this is absolutely a goal like dead on.
0: He did say that
3: (laughs) like three yards outside the box and just awful shot after awful shot after awful shot that New York took. I think they had at least four opportunities on on free kicks where you would expect the ball to at least get on frame where roman had to do nothing in terms of actually saving this and then beyond that it was the over on corners hit i think in the first half and (laughs) there was maybe one corner kick total where a threatening uh, opportunity came as a result so yeah obi's committing fouls but new york couldn't do shit when it came to anything resembling a threatening set piece so I foul away. It doesn't, apparently it doesn't matter in this league. Tolkien did have one where I was like, oh, Jesus, this
1: is like the perfect distance to shoot from. And he like floated a pass to the back that we like cleared. (laughs) and I was like, oh my God, like Almada's watching this like for Atlanta, like, oh, I would have had five (laughs) goals. Uh, But just like someone on your team has to be able to take that shot. But I was, you know, yeah, it's true. It was like instant relief when like the free kicks actually happened. So yeah. More more free kick talk in segment two. We're deep diving into free kicks just for Well, crazy. I mean,
0: <laughs> just just to keep the theme rolling. Seventy-fourth minute. Seventy-fifth <clears throat> minute, excuse me. Thank you. Um New York Red Bulls have a free kick. <laughs> it, it's it's Revis again. Uh, but this time uh it is blocked by uh what could be described as uh Brandon Vasquez's uh, sack, and it <laughs> bounces to Bupenza. nutsack. He did a great job. So he had a good game after all. Bounces to Bupenza, charging at the New York Red Bulls, does a little behind-the-back flick to himself, passes over to, uh, to Lucho. Lucho and him running alongside each other, charging at the back line. Lucho... Passes the ball to Bupenza. Bupenza with the left foot of the aforementioned God buries his shot. An incredible moment. He tries the knee slide. It doesn't work. He flips successfully, somersaults right out of it, and FCC ties this game up with 15 minutes left to play. Uh, I I've never been happier to tie a game up until that point. Like that was that was so magical. I don't DP know. DP status validated. <laughs> yes, that was <laughs> <laughs> spoiled
3: by Pat
1: Brennan on Twitter.
0: What was that? (laughs) He said,
1: oh, Bupenza goal. And, like, it hadn't happened on TV yet. I'm like, and, like, I think their free kick was just starting. So I'm like, how the fuck do we score off? And then, like, so I'm just waiting. And, like, you know, my family's just, like, losing it. And I'm like, you stole my joy, Pat. But that's what I get for (laughs) checking Twitter at that exact moment. But then during the penalties, I'm, like, refreshing. I was like, I just want to know. Come on, Pat, (laughs) just tell me. I just want to know. I just want to know. But how about Bupenza? The ball stuck under his feet. Like, that replay, like... Yeah, that's an awkward shot from where like it might be his fault based on where like his dribble and where the ball ended up. But the fact he got that out of his feet with that power and that perfect placement. Not a lot of people could uh not a lot of people could do that. No.
4: That's a
3: shot. That's a shot Vasquez trips over a lot this year and has yeah. tripped over a lot this year. Can we these- talk about. Can we talk oh, about yeah. depends celebration too? he points to his head. What's that? what was that all
2: about? First, he does the worst knee slide <laughs> you've seen in your entire life. Uh, he falls over and then he gets up and he points to his head. He and I guess he's trying to say, like, my head's on straight.
0: That's what um, I. That's what I took it as. It's like not than you. case. Yeah,
3: I thought that was like, I saw this before it happened. That's a Jedi reflex. Mm-hmm.
0: I like that. It wasn't a backflip, but I did like a somersault. So we're in the gymnastics, you know, sort of variety. It was,
2: a, it was an accident. Oh, oh, was I'll it take a- sliding?
0: I'll take it. Was, <laughs> I'll take an accidental backflip. Was, was he was he
3: doing a, uh, a visual meme inside your head rent free?
0: Hmm. <laughs> And was that to Albright? No. (laughs) (laughs) What
1: would you think if he does uh does an airplane and then like looks at his watch and then starts running like is it is that endearing oh, to you to for a <laughs>
3: yeah, he looks at his watch first yeah like, like, he lays down to sleep and then checks his watch like oh <laughs>
2: the overslept it's so niche no one gets it i, I generally think you should stay away from like narrative based <laughs> goal celebrations because it just reminds me of the MLS's back tournament when the team did the driving the bus celebration because oh, no. oh, they've no. been like accused of just parking the bus <laughs> and then the goal and got disallowed. Goal was disallowed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man not a accused sim- of parking the bus time. we parked the bus <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> we yeah. totally parked the bus it is the only thing that worked i guess yeah. there were
2: i guess the discussion then was whether parking the bus was literally the only thing that they could do <laughs> or it was a uh, brilliant stratagem by uh, <laughs> uh you know masterclass tactician yapstom i Yapstam. think the,
3: also the Yapstam. possibility that it was the only strategy yapstom understood <laughs> it was capable of teaching and instructing.
0: Uh, currently unemployed, Yap Stom. I'm just going to keep saying that even when he eventually gets a job, he's always going to be unemployed to me.
3: But he had the players out there saying, Yap, you were an all-world player. What would you have done in this situation? Probably something talented that you're incapable of, so get back there and defend, loser. Yeah.
2: No.
3: Like, All right, Skip.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I assume St- Stom is still unemployed because... Um, a lot of people think he should be employed by now, Oof. but um, he's just going to be like unemployed for like a year and a half longer than he should be.
0: Who would hire him? Where? Where's his next job? A, the
2: Dutch Division
3: Two, or yes, I mean. yeah, he he
1: could
2: he could still get a job in the Netherlands, right?
0: Saudi's a good shot,
3: though. You know, one of those teams in front of like thirty fans. With a roster that somehow is being like 50 million pounds,
0: yeah. Saudi Arabia makes way more sense. I like to think the Dutch actually have like some respect for themselves and for the sport. And we look at his resume and go, nah, man, like, let's take a chance on an up and comer. Go, go prove yourself in Australia or something, please the
3: right answer oh, yeah, turns out is san Australia. diego san diego
0: <laughs> oh, no don't don't do that there's nice people in san diego <laughs> uh, Phil phil neville's gonna get that job in portland right jesus that that might be the epitome of everything wrong with mls but <laughs> he's got a good agent yeah that's for sure um uh, I had Be to double reached.
1: check that it was the right Neville. I was like, "Is there a third Neville who was the Miami guy?" Like, I I'm, I'm not even like being funny, and Neville I was like, "Oh okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm Like, no, no, it's him. It's him. The true it's chosen him. one. <laughs> um, but yeah, the beginning of that goal, like I kept seeing the highlight from like when the break started, and he does the back heel, or not back heel, but between behind his leg. Yeah. Um, it's so much funnier when it, you realize it came off that free kick. <laughs> like when I was watching the title, like, like immediately, like, and it was the same dude who uh, scuffs his penalty at the end. Yeah. So, like, my, I, my
2: that favorite, guy had a night. <laughs> my favorite part is um, when uh, Edelman is trying to keep up with Lucho and Edelman does he's the um, he does the class. Oh, it looks to me like he's doing the classic, like, New York Red Bull defensive move of uh, Foul. jumping and lunging and grabbing
4: yes. at the attacker
2: and he just misses cuz he's not as <laughs> he's you know still young he's not as schooled in that yet <laughs> gets his well, feet cut up <laughs> wasn't
1: as bad as murphy who uh you know i don't think murphy had a terrible night but you know you could point to the goal and then he has that one time where the guy just did like a pretty basic cut back and murphy just drops like uh who's the guy for <laughs> bayern Uh, when Messi cut like it was like almost like that or like yeah it was Boateng the defending Boateng and just like a sack of potatoes Murphy goes down the whole crowd like ooh, and then it's one of those things like in basketball you immediately take the three no matter how far back you are you drop the guy you take the three but in this case it was like not a scenario where the guy could shoot but like it was like a heat check moment and then he just like passed it off I'm like bro you gotta hit that ball I don't care what happens you drop him anywhere near the box you gotta shoot but uh, Mm -hmm. shout out to Murphy for you know existing after after that happened (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i i mean there's i there's plenty to talk about in say the 97th minute we'll call it in this one but um murphy i think had in general an okay game but yeah he has a couple of moments in this game where he damn near costs the game. I mean, obviously, like you said, the goal. Um, he has a couple of really bad giveaways. There's a couple of moments where he's played. He sort of played the ball in an impossible situation, and does something worse than you think would be possible. Than just like clearing it or bouncing it out of bounds. He, he was constantly, um, you know, under pressure and making poor decisions with the ball and. I mean, yeah, he's a second-year pro. It's really hard to get it's on him too, too much. I didn't, have a
3: pro- I didn't have a problem with it. Just because, yeah. I mean, the entire first half and for most of the second half, the game plan from FC Cincinnati was to play out the back. And the entire time, it was just on the verge of one of those when playing out the back goes horribly it wrong. It was terrifying. It was mm. <laughs> just... The, the, The press was so high from Red Bulls and they're making one touch passes back to the middle of the field. And the version of me that played eighth grade CYO is just screaming, you don't play that back to the middle, (laughs) not (laughs) towards the middle. Well, we didn't
1: uh, get enough after like beating it. You know, it's like we're mm -hmm. doing all this. They're playing high. And then sometimes we just ended up launching it but if we kept possession nothing was happening after that so it's like we're not really getting the reward of possessing it yeah so can we just boot it for the sake of my heart like because we're not (laughs) gaining anything by passing it around eventually it's leading to uh salentano being on his weaker foot maybe kicking it out of bounds or meekly kicking it making it to the halfway line, but, uh, yeah, a lot of, uh, heart in your throat kind of moments. Um, but we certainly, we didn't, they didn't get anything off of those, but it just took a few years off my life, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Selentano's weak foot, pretty weak, (laughs) (laughs) weak.
1: much better than mine, but yeah, weak nonetheless. And then sometimes you don't realize it until it happens, (sighs) um, where, you realize it was the weak foot after, and you're like, what the fuck was that, bro?
4: Yeah, <laughs> like, <right>. oh, okay. <laughs> he f- took a enough. couple,
0: though, off of his left that it felt like an intentional choice. Yes. Like, yeah, yes, it, it was did. weird. It was so weird.
3: <laughs> let's, let's, Trying to can prove you a just point. Get, get on the leg press machine for the, the left? <laughs> can we do something about this?
0: It's like he slices it really bad with his left. His right, yeah. he can drive it wherever, generally where he wants. His left, man, he's... Uh, It'll go the distance, mostly. It just seems sort of random as to where exactly it's going to end up. And then I guess we got to talk about this one, huh? The game, I thought, ended with a goal. It looked like an Olympico. It looked like a Chaos. weird deflection off of Santos. It looked like, at first viewing, we tackled the goalkeeper into the goal. Um Lucho Acosta swings in the corner. It deflects, or it doesn't, I don't think it deflects. I think the ball goes into the goal directly. Uh, New York Red Bulls keeper pushes the ball away. It pushes against Santos' arm, bounces back into the goal. Now, I don't know if Santos is in the goal or the ball is already in the goal by the time that little sequence happens, but... The referee blows his whistle, I think he blows his whistle, but at the very least does the very dramatic point to the center circle, that is the goal signal uh, for those of you keeping track at home. And FC Cincinnati celebrates on the field go, as if they just won. And, and, and a little Hude. <laughs> um, Lucio Acosta with an all-timer of a GIF, by the way, that you will see passing around mm-hmm. on the internet, uh, screaming "Fuck you guys, fuck you guys" over and over again the at great the supporter section. Which, honestly. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
3: That gift should be like That should be like getting a 5 on the AP exam That should exempt you from having to take the test For citizenship The fact that in that hype moment You chose to, to scream Fuck you in English at, yes. these cra- at this crowd. Fuck you, you, tr-
1: you, in his little voice. Yeah,
0: you're truly an American <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I would love the audio of that. <laughs> somebody like somebody, the Viking uh, Holding him
3: back. Like,
0: <laughs> like he's going to go in there and fight
3: the crowd or something.
1: That deserves to be the ending of the game, which is yes. a, like, I mean... Also, that saves us, Miazga. It saves mm. us um, heart attacks. Someone died. Mm-hmm. Someone died last night. I don't know who, but someone <laughs> this night died. Um, it saves so much, and that that being the last image of the game, oh. I love. If it wasn't a yellow card, Miazga being a total shithead. Is great until the yellow card, but yeah. that was so much better because the whole the brotherhood, the bros, the fuck yous, then like, uh, like Kubo the getting hit like, in doing the doing chest, like the DX chops like on his.
3: <laughs>
0: like is Kubo, after absolutely. The, uh, the chop might be. I don't remember.
2: The fuck you is after the after the goal that was disallowed, but I think the yeah. chop was after the penalties.
0: Mm, just, but just a blur man, of shit housing. I will say, uh, Abby in the Discord had a fantastic frame-by-frame breakdown of the disallowed goal celebration. That includes, and I completely agree with her, Miazga is pulling back Acosta so hard and <laughs> pulling him up so hard, he does appear to lose consciousness for about a half a second. <laughs> it's
1: the pass-out game. <laughs>
0: he does his eyes his eyes go a little blurry there for a moment he, he comes back um, but Kubo looked so
1: like Kubo realizing he got hit with something like his face he's like what the f-? like he was so
4: sad
1: <laughs> and he was like I'm literally like the like the nicest guy I get yellow cards when I don't do anything I'm just like I don't say anything.
3: And then it's like, I got hit with a beer? Like, fuck, man. (laughs) Okay, so in this moment, you can't pick Matt Miazga for this as well. But if there was going to be a malice at the palace moment with an FC Cincinnati player going into the crowd to fight someone, who would it be?
0: Lucho. Maybe Baji. He's
3: almost gotten into it multiple
1: times this year. And like every time it surprises me. sorry.
0: Not who we want in the fight, because... I would really love to see Lucho do that. It would, it would be a funny corollary to his Lucha <laughs> Rue celebration where he jumped into the crowd celebratory. No, who we think would do it? Bupenza. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so he's like already like uncomfortable he's already uncomfortably down for the fight and for the badge right now after only yes. been here for a month and a half. Actually
1: I think it or might be over I think it might be mascara. He's I was about to say Ursen mm-hmm. feels right. right in this space. He's ready to go at all <laughs> I, I, times. He's so mad at everybody.
3: I gotta I gotta give you credit too, Jonah, with the on Twitter that it's the wolves it's it's been noted the wolves <laughs> sent Yerson here because he just needed to learn a little maturity. And it's like who is his mentor on the bat line? It's Matt Miaska. Like, he's learning all the wrong lessons on how to be a pro. He's, he's getting more
0: so much. Yes, He's getting a, um, But yeah. He goes back he, to Columbia and they're like, this guy might be too high headed for this league. He gets more in
1: game. He gets like gameplay yellow cards, which like, yes. I think we can all agree is better. <laughs> because like, he's yeah, doing something then. Yeah.
2: I actually think of like one card for Yerson this year that was mm. just like dead ball screaming at the ref. Yeah.
0: He's... That that is an interesting point. Yeah, I want Miazka to learn more from Mouskara, actually, because <laughs> I enjoy Mouskara's level of shit which <clears throat> is slightly different variety than Miazka's, but I think equally annoying to the opposing team. But yeah, I, I'm looking at the uh, the recap right now. <laughs> 90th plus 9 minute Matt Miazga yellow card descent 99th minute Matt Miazga excessive celebration so well done he got two yellow cards in the same minute as far as I'm concerned but uh (laughs) did not result in a red for reasons we knew before the game I will go into that uh but yes this is The moment where Matt Miazga picks up his first yellow card of the match. And if you didn't believe that until I said that, I would not blame you because I didn't believe it until I read it on here. Uh, His first yellow in this game comes from contesting the disallowed goal. Now, in fairness, it did appear that he put his finger right in the ref's face and screamed, fuck you. So I don't know what else was supposed to happen there. But um, yeah, he he gets a yellow a caution for, uh, for, for talking back to the ref.
3: To be, to be fair, it felt very match-fixy in the moment. A hundred percent. That the, the official uh, clearly made the you scored a goal sh- uh, thing motion. And then the goal was disallowed without a VAR check happening. Like, yeah. I thought that he would at least have to do the courtesy of going to the monitor To look at the play again. I didn't think you were allowed to just disallow a goal over the headset. Did I miss that rule change? So this
0: is, as far as I can piece together, this is what they're saying happened. And look, don't call me a narc, but I think there's enough evidence to at least back up the majority of this, this narrative. So... The point to the center circle is the universal goal has been awarded thing generally. It is also the exact same hand motion you might make if you had just called a foul and would like a direct free kick to take place going that direction, say, towards the center circle. So... He blows the whistle, walks towards the alleged spot of the foul. So what they're saying is is that the referee called a foul on the play, saying that some combination of Santos and Bupenza fouled the Red Bull goalkeeper, pushing him into the goal, making him unable to make a save. He calls a foul. There was a check to the booth and the booth confirmed the call that it was a foul. So as far as what happened on the field, officially they are saying no goal was ever <clears throat> disallowed. So Lies. so please <laughs> there,
2: there was shifting stories on this though. Um, and whenever they're shifting stories, it's like we're trying to fit. Mm-hmm. We're trying to find the story that makes this make sense. It makes us look like we didn't screw up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does not look like he um, calls a foul.
0: Yeah, no, on, it doesn't on, look like on, it
2: on the play. None of the um, players react like he called seems a foul. foul. That he called a foul. Um, <laughs> There's some
1: people on Discord who wrongly think that. <laughs> he's not,
2: he's not, he doesn't make any like signal that we could tell, Like he clearly can see that everybody thinks there's a goal. He's not, you know, waving it off or anything, which they right. do sometimes. Right. Um, He didn't, he doesn't like go to the ball. Like, no, like, okay. Like he steps toward the goal. Well, he's like mid stride, you know, like he could, he could have walked all the way to the spot of the foul, which is another thing that they do. Mm-hmm. All the time, right? So I think the evidence of the referees' gestures or whatever was extremely inconclusive. Um, I didn't hear it. But, um, somebody said that there was a recording of him. He could be heard saying that uh, they said it was no goal or something like that. Mm. But they called it they called it no goal. Um, and then later, <clears throat> um, you know, you can see like Pat's Pat Brennan's understanding of you know whatever happened evolving as they're changing the information they're providing to him. So later they say, well, he called a foul or a handball or something, and whatever he called. He called a foul, yeah. and then Booth confirmed it. Fine. Release the audio. Yeah. Release the reps. And I don't want to hear just the booth audio. I want to hear the entire audio from the moment of the goal. Like go as far back as you need to, to get the entire moment, put it out there. Let us
4: see what's called on the spot. And if they don't do that, I'm going to believe what my eyes tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I mean, the damning evidence for
3: this is that absolutely no one reacts as if the goal has been disallowed. Um, yeah. It. Everyone celebrates the New York players don't react as if the goal has been disallowed. They're they don't screaming. run up to the, the ref they're, or anything. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. screaming for it to happen. It, not that it's already happened. They're screaming for something to be called. Um, that's not the behavior of, oh, we got the call we wanted.
0: Right. Yeah. It's and it's chaotic, it's very confusing. Um and I again,
3: know, the yeah. this this playoff format exists mm-hmm. to give Apple more playoff game inventory. That's mm-hmm. the whole reason why we play best of 3 instead of two legs home and away or single elimination. And again, it was one of a number of decisions that were made in this game where it's like okay. Yeah. And if that's the Red Bulls who score that goal,
0: oh, there's no stands. way.
1: <laughs> In Red Bull Stadium, they're not doing anything with that goal. Also, yeah, I'd like to. Do we find out? You know, they said a foul. Are they saying was it the ref being impeded? Did they say it was the handball? Not ref. The goalie
2: being impeded. Or yeah, was it the I think handball? They call it the goalie being impeded. Yeah, is what they're is what they're saying. Which he, he jumped way, into
0: his own net. Right. Oh no! <laughs> we lost Grayson. <laughs> what a cliffhanger! Uh, oh, okay. You're back. You're back. You're back. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: I'm. I'm not like. I'm not totally sold that there wasn't a foul. There, I think it was pretty soft. If there was, mm-hmm. um, but if the ball didn't go into the goal off Lucho's foot, it does look like it hit Santos's arm. Yeah. Which would be even down at the side, no not, goal. Yeah. So I'm not even sure they got the call wrong, but the process <laughs> of it was entirely fucked up. Right. And we need to be and I think I think they kind of owe it to us to to just just be fully transparent. Like don't just explain it. Right. Right? Like you have the tape.
0: Yeah. Give you, it to us. You play it all out and this is another opportunity to say mls for some reason does not have goal line technology they claim that it's right. impossible to install in all of the stadiums this is a perfect example of where that goal line technology would you know could could radically alter how this game and then subsequent games ended up playing out <clears throat> but yeah, uh, the ball playing off of the arm was the explanation I was giving to people in the bar. You could barely hear any of the, the TV commentary of like the ball just cannot go off of a hand no matter where it was, you know, close to your body or whatever. You can't score off of the hand. That's the only piece of it that made sense to me. Um, but yeah, if it goes directly into the net. Mm mm-hmm doesn't look like he's that goalkeeper is being coerced into his own goal um yeah i think it i think it should stand now we go to penalties where i get to bring up match fixing once again um this is where i i will look to my uh I don't know anybody who may be practicing the legal profession about whether or not things are allowed to be called this or not. But New York Red Bulls, FC Cincinnati, a uh, they come together with the referee to determine the penalty kicks. If you're not familiar, there's typically two coin flips that happen at this moment. The first coin flip. It determines if you win the coin flip, you get to pick which side of the field you take the penalties on. And then there's a second coin flip, and if you win that one, you get to decide if you go first or second. That is how almost all of these go, and I have to say almost, because MLS created a new fun rule for us, which is they have already, as a league, predetermined the side that all of the penalties will be taken in, in, I guess, I guess every stadium. And that side, oh, just so happened to be in front of the New York Red Bull supporters group uh, or the uh, the supporters section or the all standing 35 section. of them. <laughs> now, they had to pick that side, I think, because the other side had even fewer than that. Get off um, my timeline,
1: <laughs> fucking yeah. assholes!
0: Yeah, jerks. Um, Jonathan uh, Tannenwald was the first one to uh, to report this. That the referee was told by the league which side. Uh, I, acting as the post, so I hope you all agreed with this because I, I took us on a pretty bold stance here. Declared this as match fixing. <laughs> um. <laughs> all
1: out lawsuit incoming.
0: I can't like. And the example I gave in the follow up is, if a referee was using a rigged coin to determine the outcome of this, that would be match fixing ish, I guess. But the league has gone ahead and just made these decisions for everybody. I don't. I failed to see the difference. I. I don't know. Is this worth getting upset about now that it'll benefit FCC going forward?
2: (laughs) I'm annoyed. I I'm I'm annoyed that it wasn't a rule. I look <clears throat> to be fair, I like the rule. Mm. Um if it was like kind of the established rule.
4: It's right. a, but
2: we didn't get the benefit of it against Inter Miami in the Open Cup. We didn't get the benefit of it we didn't get the benefit of it against Nashville <clears throat> in leaks Cup. Yep. Um so you know, and I have not been able to find where this rule is published. Um, Makes you think. So even like MLS, MLS referee stats, a very annoying account on Twitter. Um, for they're annoying for this specific reason. Um, they made a um, very confident assertion about the rule, where they said something like um they predetermined the uh, under the laws of the game uh they predetermined what side they would the penalties would be on because like, you you have to say under the laws of the game because it makes you sound like you know what you're talking about <laughs> that sounds good um <laughs> he said under the laws of the game they predetermined where the penalties would go due to safety concerns right sure. which is a, oh
0: good yeah which is the a dumbest um, thing i've ever heard in my very, life
2: very bold assertion And he in a follow-up tweet that's the reply so it's not as prominent he posted a screenshot of the rule and the rule says that that where teams kick will be determined by a coin flip um and then it says like (laughs) unless other circumstances and then there were parentheses um and there was like a list and then it was like et cetera (laughs) make this like not prudent or not feasible or something along those lines and it's like you've made a you've you've taken this like kind of like minor you know almost afterthought exception to the general (laughs) rule and you've just declared like they had to do it this way (laughs) (laughs) the league ordering it is definitely other circumstances
4: (laughs) Just, just (laughs)
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Agreed. It's, it's yeah, <laughs> it's it's terrible. And yeah, like, I love that the exceptions are there because they're like, well, okay, you can imagine a hypothetical where it'd be impossible if for one reason or another, this side of the field would be unable to. We got to give people an out. But we can't even think of a good hypothetical to actually include here in the rule book. So no, it's, we'll throw an et cetera yeah, on here. Yeah, the et cetera <laughs>
3: is for those stadiums in Central America
0: right. where they have
3: to bring the people out in riot shields to guard players taking corner kicks. Like That's what this is for. It's not for MLS wants the TV visuals to be better with these players lining up against backdrops of screaming fans that's bullshit and And i
0: love yeah i wouldn't have a problem i'm crazy i I, I wouldn't have have
2: found that this rule announced anywhere
3: yeah i don't have a problem with them doing this but like let this be known well in advance like say okay at the end of these games we're going directly to a penalty shootout the penalty shootout will always be in front of the home supporters section fine that's a massive it's a massive <laughs> bit of home field advantage um but yeah. it feels really made up like really really made up
0: and how are you going to claim safety and then put it in front of the supporters section if it was for safety and it was away from the supporters section i believe it 10 times more <laughs> like, oh, who are the most likely people in this stadium to hurl shit at the players? Let's make sure we put it right in front of them.
2: <laughs> Where are we most likely to get a flagpole thrown at
0: a cameraman? <laughs> Where's you the know. pink
3: dildo likely to come
2: from?
0: <laughs> right. Oh, God. Um, so, PKs. Yeah. PKs. I I will say I don't like the rule I think that's bad and that this is just another situation where MLS is just deciding to be different for no apparent reason and it just makes the league that much less serious and it's sad that in a league that is desperate to be relevant on a national and international stage they continue to do dumb shit like this uh, anyway, we go to penalties, and it takes 10 rounds to separate these teams. Uh, I, I I guess it's more, it, more easier is what I was about to say. It's easier to talk about the misses here, uh, but I'll go through FCC's real quick. Acosta and Kubo make theirs. Uh, Fernandez and Amaya... Make their Schreiner Red Bull uh, stop Up comes Santiago Arias. I think this guy he can place a ball. This is a world class (laughs) player coming up here. One of the worst penalties we've seen (laughs) for FCC. That was
3: pretty rough. Whose was worse, Haglin's in the Open Cup or Arias is here? I'd say they're about
1: equal.
4: I think
1: think Haglin got a little further over, if you watch
3: the replay.
0: I'll say Haglin struck it with passion, at least. Like, give me the guy skying it 10 times out of 10 before the guy doing this shit. Can Um, I pose a question, Kevin?
1: You may. To to this loyal... I'll ask the audience, too. You yell. Yell at your speaker. Uh, The question, would you rather brutally sail a penalty over Mm. or meekly hit one on frame. Both are misses. What would you rather do? Would you rather show that you can hit the ball harder than a little baby, but not even close to the goal? Or do you (laughs) want it, you know, like, Hey, it was on frame. It always had a chance. What do you, what are you picking
3: chief? Always on frame because, at the very least, you can say, um, I did my homework and the keeper usually goes left. So or whatever it is, you can always explain your way out of that. If you sail it, there's there's no coming back
1: from that yeah. one. Unless it's a caught panenka, you know, if like, <laughs> even if it's like the guy who stands there and catches it. I think that's probably my, the worst one that
4: can
3: happen to you. Yeah. yeah, I think the worst the worst outcome is the. The worst outcome, I think, is probably that you kick it wide. Yeah. Second, second worst is you kick it straight and the keeper stands there and doesn't have to do anything to save it. That would be really embarrassing. And then third would be disguise it over after that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oof. Oof. Um, Tough scenes. Yeah. Arius misses his. And at that point, you think, well, shit. There's no way we're getting back into this one. Like let me tell you, that- folks.
3: Roman did not look good for the overwhelming majority of these uh, these takes to the point At least like- They didn't dance, though.
1: At least they didn't <laughs> dance
3: <laughs> like Ali Gondon. There were a couple there were a couple with Roman where. I felt like instead of just picking a direction and going with it, he was trying to get some sort of a read and it ended up mm-hmm. with a bunch, a couple of half hearted. Where, like, even if he guesses right, he's not going to make it to any of these shots.
0: Yeah, I uh, don't wonder if uh, Evan LaRoe's training ground game shouldn't give way to Roman. It's just get Roman some more penalty reps, man. That was rough. <laughs> it's just like, it looks like, it looks like kind of like how you'd play with your friends who are not goalkeepers on a whim and you put them inside a a real full-size net and you take penalty shots. They don't move. I just, I don't know if you've ever done that. Nobody moves. Nobody's diving for these. That's kind of how Roman played this one. It was, it hurts. It hurts to dive. Yeah. You're not going to, Why would you you put your ribs on the line for something like that, right? Uh, But thank God. I feel like Grayson almost beat for beat described this moment. He might have had Amaya. It might have been Tolkien on the last podcast, stepping up to take the last penalty. Tolkien steps up and just beams it off of the post, almost right back at him. And we're back in business. All of a sudden, game is back on. Matt Miazga, Aaron Bupenza, Sergio Santos step up, crush all of theirs. Uh, New York Red Bull.
3: We're blowing by. John Tolkien missing his penalty.
0: Oh, we should we should talk about this a (laughs) little more. We spent that time on set pieces. (laughs) (laughs) We're out of time.
3: We're out of time. The Bengals are up 21 to 7. This game's (laughs) over. Um,
0: Nothing to talk about now. Just knock on the John
3: Tolkien. (laughs) Just fuck John Tolkien. It couldn't happen to a nicer (laughs) fellow.
1: Uh Unbelievable, unbelievable miss. And, and, and it's always so much better when the goalie has like he could have tapped it as softly as he wanted because Matt Miazga, not Miaska, sorry, Celentano is laying on the ground on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he didn't. He was like, I'm, I'm aiming. There's no way he's getting a hand on this. And he, you know what? He didn't. You know who did? <laughs> Mr. Pole. And uh, he just, it just couldn't... Uh, I, it's better him than Frankie, honestly. It, more poetic that Frankie missed. Like, I was screaming at the TV, like, You owe us. This one's for the fans, Frankie. <laughs> Shake it, Frankie. And uh, he didn't. But Tolkien, like, that felt more correct in the moment. Yeah. So I'm glad it was him. And they still could have won.
0: They but, you know. still could have won because after... Sergio Santos. It was (coughs) Yerson Mosquera. He misses his, and at that moment, I think, look, you're your ninth taker, young center back. At this point, we're in uncharted territory. Whatever happens, happens. Not going to get too, too mad at the uh, the defender not crushing his penalty there. From what I remember, I don't have a replay of it. It was a fine penalty. Um... It's a defender's penalty. It could, it could have obviously been better, but... Why is Mar- do you think
2: about the two Colombian kickers missing?
4: Mm, you
0: narrative. You want to about
2: match fixing? Hmm. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Something to keep an eye on. I like this. This is a narrative we need to track.
2: Will be The two Escobars, too
0: oh no many
3: people were saying at the at molly malone's that they were confused why you would sub sergio santos a striker into the match and he would not be one of your first couple of penalty takers as opposed to arias taking a penalty and then we had to remind said individual that uh Santiago Arias is probably the most experienced person you could possibly have taking penalties in this situation. (laughs) I didn't I don't know
1: exactly when he took it. Kevin, maybe you're looking right at the list, but I thought it was odd how low on it. Moreno was for how good his penalty was i was like man this guy must fucking hate taking penalties and then he stepped up and fucking drilled it and i was like hey man maybe you could have taken it before a couple (laughs) of these misses you know just just the thought
0: fun fact uh moreno was our 10th taker the only person behind him is (laughs) celentano (laughs) well they need to
3: reevaluate that fucking list because his penalty was a banger
4: Yeah,
0: Uh, because that is who steps up to save the day. New York Red Bull then missed theirs. This was a uh, oh god, I don't remember. How was this missed? Was this a sky save?
3: No, this was a save. Save sky. No, he skies. Yeah, this was a skying.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because it is Reyes who steps up after Moreno buries his uh the pressures on a Miss, and you're done. And uh Reyes finally gave Roman Celentano the opportunity to be the hero, saves the penalty, does the Jordan documentary from the super creepy security guard shrug thing going on was fucking hilarious. And which is uh, it's a bold uh, yeah.
3: celebration for a man that got a hand on one of the ten <laughs> Were taken like I, I love the energy, but yes.
1: like you, no one on social media is gonna know has watched the rest of it, and they're just gonna see that. And they're like, Ah, oh, Solentano had a good PK, so oh, I mean, it was the right you, move for him.
0: Did you see Fox Soccer's tweet? where they put up a meme of uh it's the spider-man meme which i will always laugh that it's backwards but uh peter parker without his glasses and it's uh the uh argentinian goalkeeper from the world cup um oh fuck what was his name mcallister is that it martinez martinez and uh mcallister sorry kevin mcallister is the other one um Oh uh, yeah. Then and he puts his glasses back on and it's Roman like, <laughs> Yeah,
1: Dominant. What? Dominant <laughs> so we did skip over the. Yeah. We need to know, talk the, about the it. The announcer yeah. was talking about the kid who like the young guy though, who that's the one who sailed it. Right. Like the, yeah. and like, like, Oh, what a story. They're putting their trust in the young The youngster And then like he's got I was like You don't want to put Too much trust in the guy Maybe a little (laughs) bit Too much pressure for him
0: Also putting the trust in I think legally you have to run through your entire eleven before you can go again. He was the ninth taker, man. Like <laughs> that's not a lot of trust. <laughs> Make him they the second taker. Like a... <laughs> yeah. the,
3: the other the other storyline coming out of this uh, penalty shootout, however, is that during the penalty shootout, oh one one Mister Matt Miazga buries his penalty. (laughs) um decides in that moment to really show the new york crowd what he thinks of them and (laughs) i i don't understand this a little bit like (laughs) i understand he's an epic shithead and i love him dearly for that but he he doesn't hate the red bulls like he I speaks, think he does <laughs> for <like laughs> some reason. I don't, know. I don't know why. Like he's yeah. done interviews in the past where he says he enjoyed his time there. He liked his teammates when he were there. Was there? This was like a recent interview that he did talking about all the players he played with. Uh, the one MLS writer, that Charles Boehm guy or whatever his name is, is referencing this. Like, yeah, I just interviewed the man he doesn't have a lot of negative thoughts about New York getting that moment. You would have thought that's the reaction (laughs) I expect from Frankie in Cincinnati. The, going to the Bailey giving the heart A sarcastic heart yeah
0: <laughs> now hang on we need to keep kayfabe here it was not sarcastic he was truthfully and earnestly expressing I, yeah, his Charles love Bain and was like, I think
1: that's genuine I'm like that ain't genuine buddy I'll tell you what and it's his second penalty moment because in the gold cup he did the same he talked he tried to psych out the goalie Yeah. and we ended up fucking blowing it afterwards and like it just felt like karmic justice for him so uh, I mean, could you imagine an MLS Cup final? Just like he'll be on like 30 out of 10, and I'm kind of scared for the thought. I mean, obviously, I hope we get there, but yeah, what a moment!
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, Miazga. Uh, now, this is this will be an interesting one. So, I know some people said like taunting the crowd or whatever. At least on MLS uh, Soccer dot com, Matt Miazga is booked for excessive celebration, which. If he is giving love to the New Jersey crowd, it might be tough to argue that it wasn't an excessive amount of love to the New Jersey crowd. So,
3: it did you know. remind me a little bit of the Key and Peele sketch too, where yes. uh, touchdown celebrations where you get three pel you get two pelvic thrusts. And yes. If you do the third pelvic thrust, they've got to throw the flag It's he's seen got the, at three. Yeah, he's got the <laughs> heart out, and the official you know, comes wandering over the keepers giving him a hey, stop that the officials stop that he turns around and does it
0: one more time. And that's when the yellow card comes out.
1: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know his limit, unfortunately.
0: Now, he does not get a red card immediately. uh, Or I should say even at all because the play or the the penalty kicks that happen in this, the shoot up, they happen in a sort of uh what is the uh some sort of like nether realm yeah. between uh actual games and so <clears throat> purgatory jesus that's what i was looking for <laughs> uh so, yeah, a purgatory between between matches where yellow cards can happen in there but yellow cards that happen previous to them do not interact with the yellow cards that happen in there and the yellow cards in there do not interact with the yellow cards that happen outside of there Except in that, if you accumulate three yellow cards through the course of the playoffs, you get suspended for the next match, which is unfortunate because I was really hoping that there were some weasel words in there that you had to pick up the yellow cards in playoff matches, and they thankfully avoided putting something very explicit like that in the rules, because then you could argue that you can't get accumulation yellow cards in the penalty kicks. But as far as I read it, he is indeed suspended for the next round. It's going to be hard to argue. Yeah. And unless that is the appeal and it gets taken, unless it's rescinded, the,
2: the team has apparently said that it's appealable. I don't see how, this is not a situation where you get called for a foul and video later shows you'd made zero contact.
4: Mm-hmm. There's a
2: situation where a ref is making an interpretation of your actions in the moment. It's a pure judgment call from the referee. Um, it's insane to me that this that this is the kind of time that drew a yellow card
4: <laughs> And... <laughs>
2: players do all kinds of things toward the crowd and they get nothing but um you know the, this ref in his infinite wisdom uh i'm i'm assuming fully aware that miazga would be suspended the next game by making this decision uh made the, decided to single out this moment yeah um i match fixing moment number 3
4: yeah, maybe. You think maybe. They do don't
2: fuck there, you, it would be more than that,
3: huh? Yeah, is there, <laughs> right. a, is there some sort of an exception that for safety of the player, they can rescind this yellow? Because <laughs> TQL Stadium is not going to do well in a match where Matt Miazga isn't playing. I'm not saying there will be violence if this yellow card isn't suspended, <laughs> isn't rescinded, <laughs> but I'm not not saying there won't be violence. Well, think I'm not about it. That the field.
0: <laughs> Who is. Now, suddenly, the most likely to pull the sword at the next home playoff game. (laughs) Do you really want to give Matt Miazga a sword? (laughs) (laughs) You've only brought this upon yourself, pro referees. You've armed the man. (laughs) I don't want to hear
2: anything about Miazga's suspension being an excuse for him not pulling the sword next game. Wilfred Nazi got to run through the crew brick wall mm-hmm. uh, when he was serving his red card suspension. Um, so, you know, I'm tired of I'm tired of selective enforcement of the rules. Tired of, I yeah. think
1: the only one I could see Noonan saying like I can't reward his. But we're not having this. Noonan would be the only one to shut it down. The I feel only, like
2: the only permissible mm-hmm. substitute is Nick.
3: What about this? Yes. What if I'm I'm telling you we this needs to happen. What if we give Matt Miazga a disguise and claim Nick Haglund has magically healed really quickly?
0: (laughs) This, we were wondering who the masked man would be last episode. We just found him, folks. It's Matt Miazga. Can he grow Can... (laughs) is oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hair blonde come
4: on
1: <laughs> <laughs> I almost said can Nick Haglin grow a beard I'm like wait no we're not trying to get no, Haglin on the field for no, me no, no, no. <laughs> wait actually yes because we need somebody to pretend to be miaaka at the same time so
0: oh that's, <laughs> it's a face-off situation <laughs> like <laughs> no, cause, yeah see because
1: can't because yeah, there's Mi right there
0: yeah Nick Haglin as Matt Miaska pulls the sword <laughs> yes <laughs> cool.
1: there's a lot going on here I <laughs> to win the game normally
0: oh god uh and then the game was over and um yeah i don't know it was chaos at molly malone's uh mr brightside started playing on the touch tunes played back to back so thank you to whoever paid ten dollars to make that happen definitely chief uh, <laughs> king, king of mr
1: brightside
0: <laughs> and uh yeah i don't know man like that was this is a hell of a victory. I'm still liking Blood Feud, but I will accept the Skyline Derby. I will say, I typed it in because it's how I felt. Just in terms of setting up the Zoom call, the Demolition Derby struck me as like, I don't hate that either. So, I, I, Blood Feud will work, but I'm 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 open to seeing other people. So,
3: so the um, true definition of a yeah. Pyrrhic victory is a victory that you might, you know cost more than you truly won um would you in hindsight Mm. would you rather have lost this match so that miazga could serve his suspension in a third game versus red bulls
0: oh god no 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 no
3: (laughs) or go into the void of not knowing either new england or philly but knowing that matt miazga will not be available for that game
0: so i i would take the advancement over anything just mm-hmm. to avoid playing red bull however i see the argument
3: <laughs> also like so- let's really talk about this for just 10 seconds if you ask a team to play another team 3 times you oh, should God. reset the cards after those 3 games because you are just encouraging fist fights and anger and Dirty physical play because usually when you get pissed off at another team, you don't see them for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, and tempers cool down and you forget why you were pissed off at someone over some tackle. When you're seeing it's the same team three weeks in a row, yeah, it becomes really hard. Now I know this doesn't really fit because Miazga gets three. I think all three of his cards were non <laughs> non contact cards
0: it but, feels right
3: <laughs> but you you can't you can't ask two teams to play each other three times and expect oh yeah there will be clean games there'll be no hard fouls there'll be no cards accumulated that's nonsense
0: absolutely absolutely oh god so yeah somehow Nat miazga without getting a red card got three yellow mm-hmm. cards over the course of two games so you got to be a fun a fun trivia fact later
1: you guys might have um in the chaos of the celebrating the the penalty stop at the end, there was a brief moment where I thought they were holding up to yeah. review yeah. whether he was off the line and I was like, They're really gonna take this away from us. <laughs> and uh that was terrifying and I, I just didn't like I needed It took another like minute of clarity, especially after that corner kick was taken away. Where I thought they're really gonna, this is really gonna go on. We're not gonna end until we see the goalies kick. And uh, so,
4: would Roman have made his PK? Oh, he does it left footed just to be
0: cute. (laughs) (laughs) That son of a bitch is always trying his left foot. (laughs) No, he would have
2: missed. He would have missed the goal completely. Oh
0: man. (laughs) You know who wouldn't have? Evan (laughs) LaRoe. Yeah.
3: Penalty expert.
0: Based on only the fact that he appears on this show occasionally. Um.
3: Many people asking, was this truly the best week ever to be an FC Cincinnati fan? Because not only does the FC win and now gets uh, a three-week vacation, thank you, no third game, You also means that we all get to save. We don't have to pay for playoff tickets next week. Mm. That's a dub. And then the cherry on top also being that the scumbags from St. Louis, the number one in seed in the West, loses their second game to sporting KC dumped out of the playoffs, which means that in their inaugural season, St. Louis SC won the same number of postseason games as FC Cincinnati did.
0: It's pretty incredible. And Won the same number of trophies, so congratulations! Yeah, so the main it's,
1: takeaway for their season, really.
0: Yeah, the, what, what was, I saw somebody posted a, a a great meme. It was the. uh the st louis uh 2023 trophy case and it was finishing whatever it was 13 points behind the supporter shield <coughs> winner and some team in the 1930s from st louis won the open cup so well done st louis he really killed it this year
2: <laughs> i think that was actually a chicago fire fan <laughs> that's, that's great, great. <laughs> that was a very funny source
0: from that game. that'd be like
1: us you know bad fcc years you know we're just we're just shooting at anybody. We can just to get our, our rocks <laughs> off and you love to see that kind of thing. It's a shame their coach of the year uh, candidate couldn't coach him out of that box tonight or the <laughs> other game. You know, you would, didn't have, would
3: you would think a coach of the year would manage to win one playoff game. I mean, he's the coach of the year. Surely that would be the minimum. Take one, take one to PKs, maybe. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Keep Could it within they, a goal. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Could a goalkeeper of the year keep one clean sheet in multiple tries against an eight seed? Who knows? MVP,
3: MVP goalie, possibly. Many yeah. people yeah. also <laughs> noting that Pat Noonan did not win Coach of the <laughs> Year last year, but still won a playoff game. So it's just it's an interesting double standard here that we're all yeah. working with. Victim of his own success, unfortunately. Um, other big takeaway from the weekend: uh, pearl clutching over trash throwing oh god no problem whatsoever with the trash being thrown we absolutely deserved it like we celebrated heinously in new york's (sighs) face as long as you're not throwing anything with a sharp edge or aiming for heads i don't care it reminds me of all those great moments in the 90s where you know like hulk hogan and the nwo would come out and just the ring would fill with trash it's it's glorious (laughs) it's american I'm just happy. MLS needs more of this energy, just a little more of that kind of dangerous ultra energy. Um, I love it.
0: Uh, I posted that as well from the post account. I'd retweeted (laughs) you. Friends don't let friends freak out over trash. Somebody responded. Yeah, but until it's a flagpole, which, okay. I did not know New York Red Bull fans had thrown a flagpole. And I thought this person was referring to me. And that's how conceited I am. So. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I,
2: I think that two things can be true. One is you in the
4: moment shouldn't be throwing things on the field. Right. But also it's
2: going to happen, particularly when teams are... In situations like this and they celebrate right at the supporters and you know we've been there and you can't act like it's a big um you know scandalous occurrence every time it happens
0: yeah again when it's like they were throwing their fucking like freebie giveaway (laughs) terrible towel things it's like we mad that they're throwing their free washcloths at our team like who is actually upset by this right now you're weird almost not like Noonan. it's not a
3: not a safe place to kick PKs maybe they should you know for player safety they should reconsider that <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, yeah. no Joni you brought up the, the perfect point it was Pat Noonan in comments I think about the crew uh, this year last year basically saying like hey man when you do that that's gonna happen and I think he even echoed that again with New York Redfold. Like, yeah, we we were celebrating in their faces. It's yeah, I don't condone happen.
1: it, but like, you should expect it to happen. And honestly, it's going to happen anywhere in the world. It's not like, like, yeah. God, we're better than this. Like, this is any, if you celebrate in front of the sport, especially in a, this is a playoff game. <laughs> this isn't like some right. random game. I don't think this happens on a Wednesday two months ago. <laughs> um, but yeah this would happen anywhere in any country and
3: most, a lot of countries probably be worse. Oh, you Um, know what I I just realized they're going to use this as an excuse to change their policy and there will be no penalty shootouts taken in front of the supporters section. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) They threw, I think they threw more trash
1: after the corner though. And we were on like the side. We weren't direct. I don't think we were in front of you. So Hopefully they take that into account as they're changing the rule. That's when Kubo, right? That's when Kubo got hit. I think that should be the one thing. You can't hit you, Kubo. Okay. Everybody <laughs> is else is fair game. Too He's too pure. <laughs> he's like, he's not saying anything. He's just like happy with his friends on the team. And he's like, me? Like the other guys are busy. Yeah. Like, fuck you, said my dick. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> it's like, that's a little different than Kubo just being like, I love yeah, these guys Yeah,
4: Great yeah. I mean, bonding guys
3: You also can't oh, hit Yuya man. Because if he gets injured We'll be on the hook For another 10 years Of his contract That we have to pay him out for Kubo uh, center back Just throwing it out there guys. It it out
0: there. on Oh god All well, these
3: debates and more Over the next three weeks yeah, We have yeah, absolutely Nothing to talk say. about we Two hours. Is, Malik,
0: is
1: Malik Pinto Should he be starting over Junior Moreno <laughs> It's like we've really We're gonna get through everything
0: You wanna know The sign of a good podcast This podcast I believe is officially longer than the match it was actually talking about. So Chief, please, for the love of God, in this.
3: Fuck Columbus.
5: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cincy Postcast, which is a production of The Post Cincy. You can check us out at thepostcincy.com for all of our written content as well as links to our social media. You can follow us on Twitter and as well you can join us on our Discord server. You can find links to that server both in this episode description as well as on our website. That is where most of our conversations are going on. We have a lovely community There, talking about FC Cincinnati, MLS, anything and everything else, and everything in between. We also want to give a huge thanks to Jim Trace and the Makers for providing all of the music you've heard throughout this episode. They're an amazing local Cincinnati band. Again, more information about them is in the description of this episode. And if you enjoyed what you listened to and you've made it to the end, so I'm going to assume you liked it or you just can't reach your stop button, please like us review us subscribe to us wherever you are getting your podcast that is going to be really really helpful but more importantly share this with a friend a personal recommendation helps spread a podcast so much further so please share this if you know somebody in your life who's an fc cincinnati fan an mls fan somebody that you think would enjoy this pass it on over Thank you so, so much again for listening. It blows me away that people continue to listen to us. And thank you so, so much again.